I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig, joined today by my co-host, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello there. What's your shirt say, Brett? Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Days. Photo. Photo days. Photo days? It's a very like, um, it, it's like a, a very, I don't know, it's not your style t- typically to have. with with black. big white letters for those yes, who cannot has, see. But you can't see it, no. It's actually, it's, well, okay. Um, it's the t-shirt that I wore uh, at Disneyland for uh, Disneyland's uh, 66th anniversary, which I purchased at Uniqlo at um, Disney Springs. So it's a big oh, old Disney cool. t-shirt day. So I like it. I like it. I'm also joined. T-shirt with after, the story. Sorry. After that huge tangent. Sorry, listeners. I'm also joined by Vanessa Ferguson. I am wearing a red dress. I have no cool t-shirt. This is very boring, but thank you. You look thank great you. though. Well, oh, thanks. Thanks. So, as always. Easily the most dapper person on this Zoom call is our guest today, yes. and that's Tristan Tapscott. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, yes. And for those that can't see me, I, I'm wearing a vest and a bow tie and a cubby yeah. hat, because that's yeah. kind of my usual. I love so, your huh? hat. Dapper. Thank you. See, it's Dapper Day here um, on Beyond the Mouse. How's that? Absolutely. I'm just losing my hair. That's really what the cabbie hat's all about. Aww. I wore it in a show years ago, and it looked great. And I was like, this is my new thing. So it's going on <laughs> like 10 years now. And it just fits, right? It's perfect. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah. Thank so you. Tristan, uh, we are so happy to have you on the show. I know that you've listened to our show and I was trying yes. to explain to Brett and Vanessa, I think that you and I have met in passing in the Quad Cities prior to me coming to Springfield, but yes. I want to talk a bit about your new theater and I want to talk about you and your fandom of Disney. And we're going to get into a conversation later about how we all came to that fandom and how we all came to love Disney. But First, before we do that, can you introduce yourself a bit to our audience? And I think we have to start where we start with a lot of our guests, which is what is your favorite movie, number one? And then your second, if it's not a Disney film, what is your favorite Disney film? Okay, so my favorite film of all time, I think, is probably The Wizard of Oz. However, second is a Disney film, and that's Beauty and the Beast. That changed my world as a 10-year-old, so that is forever a favorite. Always. Now, uh, you and I are in the same age bracket. Are mm-hmm. you, when, when it came out, was that one of your first theatrical experiences to go see Beauty and the Beast? Yes, it was. Yeah. Land Before Time was the first, but <laughs> uh, Beauty and the Beast was, was soon thereafter. Yeah. And now they have Land Before Time 18 that you can go check out if you'd like to. I, I know. That's wild, right? Yeah. It's crazy. For sure. Well, Tristan, it's so nice to have you on. Like I said, I know that you're a big fan of Disney and you have started to incorporate that into your acting life and into your career mm-hmm. as well. Can you talk to us a bit about Mockingbird on Maine and particular for our listeners that might be in the Quad City area, in the Midwest area, talk to us about this new theater project that you've started. Yeah. So during the pandemic, it was a wild time for a lot of artists. Um, I had a whole year's worth of work booked. Uh, those don't know I'm a, I'm a professional actor. And so 2020 was a little bit um, of chaos for me. And I got kind of sitting around thinking, like, what do I want to do? How can I contribute? Like, and it basically came down to my partner and I being like, well, why don't we just do something ourselves? 
there was a lot of things that were going on in the Quad City theater scene that weren't really catering to certain um, groups. And we were like, well, we're, we're have the ability to make the change. So we started looking around for a space and we landed a sweet deal with this place and uh, we've started doing things. And we wanted it to be kind of uh, an amalgam of a number of things, not just theatrical uh, presentations, but also bringing in special guests and things like that. So it's, uh, you know, we have a show in July. We have a cabaret artist coming in in September. We have um, another speaker coming in then too. So like, yeah, it, it just kind of became all right, what would Walt do? You know, he would just make it happen. And that's kind of how I, I run my whole life uh, for better or for worse. Um, and so that kind of led me here. And here we are, I'm sitting in the beautiful theater right now. So, um, and first, beautiful. let me say, I'm such a big fan of all, like, I, I'm, I'm still having a hard time believing I'm talking to all three of you and being on the podcast, honestly, because I was just listening to it this morning. And uh, Brett, I can't stop thinking about your haunted mansion thing. It's insane. Oh. <laughs> we'll see it like right now. Um, okay. But like, yeah, I'm I'm kind of geeking out. So if, if I uh, if I seem nervous, it's because I am because it's you guys. The guests you guys have are insane, and I've been listening to this since 2016. So it's been oh, a while. That's a- well, well, and thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your support yeah. and everything else, because uh, what I think is really cool about um, this show is that we've been able to talk about our love of Disney and things like that and, and bring people together in that way. I will say that mm-hmm. Brett had uh, literally no preparation going into that armchair Imagineering episode. So I'm just saying that maybe uh, placate to the, the host in Vanessa or myself that actually did <laughs> do the prep work beforehand what? that might be a good oh, opportunity hey. oh here we that. go <laughs> you know the, the, the tomorrowland speedway thing i was down with that too don't don't get me wrong new you oh, stick yeah. to your guns because you know a good idea when you got one there uh-huh thank you yeah. very much <clears throat> yes absolutely. this is our fan one of our fans yes absolutely <laughs> So talk to me about the reception uh, that you've received in the Quad City area, because again, for listeners that don't know, I was born and raised in the Quad Cities, and then actually it was in college that I moved down to Springfield, and then Springfield kept me here since then, but it's a really cool theater scene, and I would say that for our listeners in Central Illinois, I would equate it very much to what we experience here in the Quad Cities. I would say that maybe Springfield has a bit more children's entertainment to kind of groom that next group of performers. But for the most part, when it comes to adult entertainment and adult theater, they have things like Circa 21 up there, which I know, Tristan, you're involved in as well. It's Mm -hmm. a really cool dinner theater space. But talk to me about the reception that you've received being um, opening this theater and having that first show and now bringing in some other seminars and things like that yeah so prior to this um i did run a theater here in the quad cities called the district theater which was open for about 10 years and then went down in a ball of fire in 2016 because we grew too fast and could no longer afford it and going back to walt is he failed many times before he landed on the disney company and everything that he did there and so i didn't look at my failure necessarily as like a terrible thing it was like well that's a chapter that that was awful and we'll just rebuild. And so that's kind of what I did about four years after that whole debacle. I decided, okay, I'm still wanting to do this. And here we are. So the reception has been interesting. Um, a lot of the audiences and things have come right back that followed me before. And I have a big following at Circuit 21 as well, where I've been for about the last 14 years. Um, the artists are kind of like, all right, let's see what he's going to do. We're, you know, he failed last time. Is he going to fail again? And it's kind of a cool thing, actually. 
to be like, all right, just watch me. It's, it's okay. Like, you know, there are bigger people than I that have, that have failed at many things and then triumph again. So it's kind of cool, you know? Um, and when I look at it, everything that back, comes back to Walt Disney. It's just, it's just my world. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number of times he failed before he, you know, ultimately had success. And even then he failed after that as well. So, you know, hey, we're here. It all started with a mouse and I have the mouse right on my arm, tattooed forever. And so we always <laughs> come back to that. So it's, it's going well, though. It's going well. Now, for our listeners, you are, and again, especially if you're in the area, in the Midwest, in the Quad City area, you have a really special event coming on September 25th. Talk to us about that, because I think this relates to a trip that I was really jealous of. You and your partner went to Marceline uh, not too long ago. I think it was probably, maybe it was last year now. I don't know. Time is relative at this point. Yes, absolutely. But, um, you had some amazing photos at Marceline, especially yeah. in your little, like, again, you looked like you were right out of Dapper Day. It was so perfect. <laughs> but talk to me about this event that you have coming up on the 25th of September. Yeah, so my girlfriend, the love of my life, Savannah, uh, surprised me with, for my birthday with a trip to Marceline. And I had heard about Marceline because of your podcast, because of the interview you guys did with Kay. And I've always wanted to go, and I kept dropping hints, and then the pandemic hit, and we wasn't able to go. And so she was like, hey, I booked us a trip and we're going. So we stayed in this like Airbnb above this theater where Walt premiered a film and stood on the stage where Walt stood. And it was like the coolest thing ever. And then we went to the museum and Peter Whitehead, who's the creative director, who I I had heard on various podcasts throughout the years. um, I introduced myself because I'm a Disney geek and I just wanted to get a picture with him. And we got to talking and he asked us what we did. And I said, yeah, we're actually opening the theater. And he goes, well, you know, when you get it open, let us know and I'll come up and do a presentation. And I was like, oh, that's so nice of him to say, you know, what a nice dude. I'm never going to hear from him again. Sure enough, like every now and then he would just kind of check in with us and see how things were going. And he messaged me one day and goes, all right, when are we doing this presentation? I'm coming up. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, that's, yeah, let's go. And not ever expecting it to happen. So he's doing a presentation called Marceline, a love story, which is about Walt's connection to Marceline, Kansas City, and just the Midwest in general, and the Midwest work ethic that uh, Walt had forever instilled in him. So it's actually going to be pretty great. He'll be here for a night, and uh, the presentation is going to be really cool, and there's a meet and greet afterwards. And he has so many great stories, too. So we're really thrilled to like have someone like him just come up to Davenport. So. Absolutely. So what is your takeaway from having been in Marceline in that space? I know that Brett absolutely fell in love and you had some really emotional videos, Brett, when you were coming to us from that space. But Tristan, what was your experience like in Marceline? Oh my God, I was a mess. Um, I really was like standing on the stage because they gave us this picture of Walt standing there. And when we were giving the tour, I was like, I have to ask, like this theater's falling down, but can I go on the stage? Like it's so, and I just like, I was a disaster just because that was such a cool connection. And the, the clock that's on the wall in the picture is still up on the wall, like insane. And then like you were just looking at things that Walt had written, like just through a piece of glass or, you know, his desk with his initials on it and, you know, going out to visit the family farm and everything. Like it was just cool to be in a place where Walt had been at one point because I've been to Disney world. I haven't been to Disneyland yet. I'm with you, Craig. I haven't been there. And, and, you know, it's not like he never was there necessarily. So it's like, it was just like a different emotional experience for me 
and it, it deepened the connection that I had. And it was kind of the sign I needed to know that I wasn't insane by doing this theater thing again. Cause it was like right after we had signed the lease and I was like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? But it was like everything I needed to like be inspired and like, man, it rejuvenated me so much. And especially after the last year, I really needed it. And if you're a Disney fan, I cannot recommend Marceline enough. It's a small little town. There's not a lot going on there, but the Disney things are, yeah, so emotional. So incredibly, oh, it's so good. I just can't, I can't recommend it enough. You need yep. to <laughs> Yes. I mean, I was crying when I was looking at the bricks, you know, I'm just like going, right. yeah. I'm just like, you know, having a moment here, you know, and I, when I went in, I'm like, going, do people cry when they get, yeah, it happens all the time. So I'm like, like yay. <laughs> I was just in a constant state of like, just almost, but I was like, I got to keep it together so I don't look like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I know. So, I try. Yeah. But, you know. yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine what you would be like taking you to Disneyland. I think we need to do a group trip. We'll do <laughs> yeah. Craig and uh, Anna, Tristan and Savannah, and Brett and V. Ferg will be your tour guides and oh, we will yeah. take you to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I would well, be a disaster. I'm almost positive. <laughs> We've already talked about the idea we need to get down to Marceline and record something from there. And because I haven't had the trip over there yet, Vanessa hasn't mm-hmm. either. You know, it's only three hours from us here. The Quad Cities, it was probably, what, another like five hours or so? Like four, or... four and a half. Yeah. Okay. Not, far not too bad. Not too bad. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth the drive, though. Uh, you have some good testimonials from two people now that you have to go check that out. (laughs) But for people that are in the uh, Quad City area or within driving distance of Mockingbird on Main, how would they go about getting tickets for that event? Uh, How much do the tickets cost? All that information. Yeah, tickets are 25 and everything can be found at themockingbirdonmain.com. And you can search us on social media as The Mockingbird on Main as well. Or you can find me on my socials. It's Tristan Lane, T-R-I-S-T-A-N-L-A-Y-N-E. Um, I post things all the time, a lot of Disney content on there, but yeah, uh, I, I, I just can't believe that he's coming. <laughs> so if you're a Disney fan and you're close, like it's such a cool opportunity, um, to, to hear from somebody like him. He's fan, he's fabulous. For sure. Let us know updates. Let us know how it goes, everything. Uh, you yeah. know, I know you're active in our beyond the mouse podcast pals group as well. Um, but yeah. before we dive into like the real topic of today's show, I just wanted to ask one more question and that's, you've been a professional actor now for over a decade. Yeah. You got to tell me some of the roles you played, some of the, what's your favorites things that you've been able to do <laughs> on stage. I know sure. that you're involved rocky horror and we have a huge rocky horror following down here as well so what is it that you've been able to do in those years yeah man i've been doing this for like 15 years and i've played all kinds of things from like the tiniest little role but um you know rocky horror i've done 11 times i think this year it'll be my 12th i'm directing it this year i'm not in it Um, but i've played pretty much every male role except for eddie and dr scott now and that's like just a show that keeps coming back around um but yeah, like I, you know, I, I'm playing Cogsworth in Beauty and the Beast next year. That's going to be super exciting. My daughter cannot wait to see that. So I'm thrilled that that's finally coming back around. I mean, there's all kinds of, uh, my gosh, um, what have I done? Emmett and Legally Blonde, uh, Mary Sunshine in Chicago, Mark and Rent, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, wow. I, I'm very that's blessed range. to do what I do. Wow. So, Yeah. And, you know, I do a lot of film work, too, which is great. And I'm leaving in the end of September for, like, four days to go do a film in northern Iowa. And um, so it's really great. I, I'm very blessed. And I, I cannot believe that I get to do what I do. Right right now I'm doing Saturday Night Fever, of all weird things. And, um, 
yeah, I'm just, like, I'm super lucky. I'm really cool. Like sometimes like it's really stressful to do all the things because there's just so much going on right now. But then I have to like step back and be like, oh my God, this is so cool that I get to do all the things that I get to do. And then I get to like spend an hour talking to you lovely people. So, you know, <laughs> my life is pretty cool. <laughs> It'll definitely be, you know, if we do a Quad City trip, Brett and Vanessa, just so I can take you back to my roots, then uh, we will definitely have to go see a show at Circa 21 as well, for sure. So awesome. Well, you know, we've never really actually addressed this particular topic on the show. We have talked all about our love for Disney and everything that we enjoy about the studio and the parks and the company in general. Sometimes the company makes, you know, decisions we don't love as much but we've talked about that but we haven't actually gotten down to what was it that drew us into really enjoying disney and so that's why i wanted to to start here and i actually have this uh and excuse me audience if i get slightly emotional here but um i had an experience uh actually in planning this particular podcast it's almost like serendipity because um, this past weekend, my grandfather passed away and, uh, it, it planning for this episode made me remember this trip that I took with my grandma and grandpa and my grandma has been gone, uh, for several years now. Um, but it was the first trip that we had to Disney world and to rethink about that experience and to have that amount of joy in what could have been a really tough time for me was just so, I was so grateful for it. And uh, I'm someone that can kind of grieve in, a, in an odd way. I've certainly cried uh, in the last, you know, 24 hours. When this is posted, he would have passed away a couple of weeks before that. But it, it was the joy of that trip that connected me to the fact that that is one of the major reasons why going to Walt Disney World means so much to me. Because it reminds me of that first trip I had as a child. Some of my first memories, really. You know, you, it's like that. those are there for a reason, and they've kept with me for a reason. And to be able to have that experience of going with my older brother, Scott, and just my, our grandparents, it was just an incredible memory to have. So mm-hmm. it all kind of worked out in an odd, serendipitous way that we were thinking about this episode. And I was starting to think about what was it? What was the first movie? What was the first park experience? And this just all happened this past weekend. And uh, it is something that I will always hold dear, but I wanted to get your stories and to ask you about how it was that you came to become such a fan of this company, because I don't know that there's any other, to put it very bluntly corporation that has this level of fandom maybe there's some uh you know certainly apple has a, a large following but not in this way it, it's so much different and so much more emotional i feel so uh tristan you're our guest but i'm going to actually let brett and vanessa go first because i want uh you to be able to to talk to us as well but vanessa can you talk to me about your first experiences and um, maybe you can take it, we can even do it segment by segment if you wanted to, if you wanted to talk about the films first or the parks, whatever. This is really kind of a more open conversation between the four of us. So Vanessa, start us off. Well, I will talk about the films first then. I definitely have a story for going to the parks, but the 
the films, I don't know if you all remember this, but back in the day, the logo, well, actually, before you even saw the logo on the screen, when you would get that VHS cassette tape and it would make that crinkly noise and then the video popped out just so. And like, I can still remember the noise that it makes when you put the VHS back into the case and it fits perfectly. Oh, it's heaven. And those notebooks that they sell at Disney World that look like VHS cases, I am like this close, which is very little, to buy every single one of them. I bought one, but I love those VHS cases. And I think that was like my gateway into the love of Disney was getting a VHS. We lived out in the country, so we didn't really go to the movies a ton. So my parents would just buy me the VHS. And I remember I had like this wall of just rows and rows of Disney VHS movies. And uh, we'd watch Beauty and the Beast all the time. My mom would call those like mommy, daughter, rainy day movie days. And we'd watch that. But, But when that logo would come on and it was like the, I think it's like a white castle with the little arch that goes over the top and it's like and it's like that oh my gosh like your heart would flutter you're like it's coming the movie's about to start everybody hurry and oh I just love that feeling and I remember when they switched over to the the more modern logos which I think now kind of changes every movie generally they make a new design but uh when they changed it and they they had the train coming in the background which I always think reminds me of Hogwarts and I'm like what are we watching this isn't the original bring back the white one but uh yeah so that's that's really what got me hooked and just what made me fall in love with Disney and I'll tell you too this is my we'll get into the parks but those uh, park promotional videos that they used to sell in the Walt oh, yeah. Disney store yes. that they have in the mall. Yes. Oh, and then they'd have them playing. You know how the store had the little TVs and then they'd have the promotional video. So you could buy the promotional video at the store. And then the stores too, they had those animatronics at the top mm-hmm. ledge around the yes. uh, perimeter of the store. Mm-hmm. Oh, heaven. But yeah, <laughs> I still like what going back and watching those videos because they're so exciting but anyway that's that's my gateway into the love of disney you know and and film uh impacted me of course so much as well because you're focusing on um those memories of the child and you remember those first times that you got to see those movies and i know tristan as a dad what i love about disney now is that i can put my son in front of a disney movie and i know it's going to be okay you know, I and even more like now they are kind of diving a bit deeper, a little less surface level as far as what they're trying to instill and uh, the message they're trying to deliver in some of their films. And but still, you you know that there's going to be a good moral to that story. You know that there's going to be uh, an entertaining plot and, you know, it's going to be about an hour and a half long and all of those things really uh, hit the mark all the way when you're talking about a children's movie and a child sitting down and watching an animated film, for sure, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, Harper, when she was little, she could recognize the logo. So if she didn't see that logo, she was not interested in watching it. It was like, and now it's Disney Plus, so she just Brett, goes on there. Brett is that way now. So Brett yeah. is that way now. If he doesn't yes. see a Disney logo, then he passes. I'm not going, I'm sorry, no, what's next? Yes, well, you're raising, both of you are raising your children the right way, yes. 
<laughs> but let's go to you now, Tristan. Um, what were your, you know, first experiences with Disney film? I know you mentioned Beauty and the Beast was yeah. really important. And now we get to hear a little bit more of that story, dive deeper into that. A 10-year-old Tristan going to see Beauty and the Beast. How does that impact yeah. you? Yeah, and I might have been younger than that. I'm trying to think when that came out. Was it 92? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so I was eight, I guess. But yeah, I totally, so my grandparents and my mother, like, you know, brought us up on the, the, the Disney VHSs. We had the whole wall, just like Vanessa did. And, but I'd always watch them at home. And the Beauty and the Beast was the first one my grandmother took us to. And I, it blew my mind, first of all, that there's something about that particular film to me that still gets me emotional. My daughter watches it all the time. And I, it doesn't matter if it's on, I'm sitting down and I'm watching the whole thing. And it's such a great story. And just like, it was so, there was, I, I can't ex- still exactly explain exactly what it was about that. But the, the music and the characters, and it was just so funny, but also so moving. Like you were just rooting for these inanimate objects all the time. And yeah, like I, I still cannot, still put it into words but now i you know it's special to me now because it's my one of my daughter's favorites as well so and she constantly asked me daddy when are you going to finally play this clock i've been waiting for like two years and i was like i listen <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i'm waiting and i cannot wait but uh yeah i like all i can do is get like slightly emotional about it like i am now because it's beauty I, there's something about beauty and the beast and even when i see that like 45 minute version at walt disney world it doesn't matter i'm like i'm in i'm in here i am weeping because uh and harper's like are you okay and i was like yeah, i'm fine don't worry about it it's all right so when we went to disney world we bought uh, my son a castle playset, and some of the figurines that ca- came with it were lumiere and cogsworth and uh yesterday he's playing with them and i'm like oh no that's lumiere and cogsworth and he goes no 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 that's burner and tiktok so apparently the the <laughs> american version of lumiere and cogsworth are burner and TikTok. So uh, I dig it. I like it. <laughs> but also, Craig, do you remember uh, when Pizza Hut would do like, um, they give, I don't know how they did this, but they'd give away like the kids Beauty and the Beast puppets that you could fit on Beauty, your hands. Plastic ones. Yeah. Yes. Like, dude, yes. There was, I had <laughs> Belle, Beast. I, I think I had Chip and Clogsworth. I didn't, don't think I had Lumiere. I'll forever be empty because of it. But check eBay. <laughs> yeah i'll go to I'm sure it's around. <laughs> go to ebay to fill the void but those were incredible too and those would get you hooked on the movie as well because you know they they were really good quality toys yeah. to come with with you know i don't know if you consider pizza at a fast food place but i can smell them right now as, as soon as you said that that like right? wow. yes like, that yeah. plasticky wow. smell yeah <laughs> Oh, uh, so much you know. nostalgia today. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it's oh, kind of fun to wait, children. It's kind of <laughs> fun to go back and, uh, and to relive some of this. Brett, uh, you want to start with films with us, but what's well, your experience been? Well, actually, that was my number one experience, too, because it was kind of the first thing that happens. Okay, so gather around, children, and let me tell you. Um, once upon a time in Springfield, Illinois, there was a theater called the Roxy Theater, and it showed all these wonderful movies, including all of the Disney shows. And I remember 
Yeah. Now, this was a time, of course, before VHS and DVD and those lovely streaming services like Disney Plus. A family would get into a car and travel into a movie theater. And what was very special about the Roxy, it was two, it was about a block away from the governor's mansion here in Illinois, in Springfield. And the sidewalk close to the theater sparkled. It okay. Well, anyway, anyway. So it's okay. It's it's it all of my old people voices. Yeah. So anyway, so it sparkled. It sparkled. It and because I think there was like ground glass or something in it. I don't know. It was like oh, wow. up and it was quite safe for children and all this. But it was like sparkled. So you're going to the movie theater and walking into the movie theater in Springfield, Illinois, was like this amazing experience because the ground sparkled and the lights were flashing. And then you'd get up to the to the where you buy the ticket and there would be the movie still and the posters along the walls and then you go into the theater and especially because because that was the first place that I saw my first film that was uh, Cinderella and the walls looked like the pumpkins from from Cinderella it was this blue sort of um, probably you know silk or something but it looked like the pumpkins were growing with the vines so anyway oh, wow. but in this theater in the roxy theater saw all the wonderful disney family comedies of the 70s and such because we watched snowball express and million dollar duck and my very favorite fifth avenue or regulus plus of all of course all of the disney animated classics and cinderella which was my first and then snow white and the rescuers oh it brings back such fun yes. memories what was it like when they brought, uh, <laughs> when they introduced color into film, Brett? What, what was that experience uh, like? Oh, mean. let's not go back that far, Chris. All right. Just all wait. Right. <laughs> well, Tristan, Tristan, you know, said that Wizard of Oz is his favorite movie. So I'm just wondering what the experience was like firsthand. Oh, uh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, of course, kid, but... Uh, no, it, it's it's great that film is such a gateway into what we would then experience because um, they that's, of course, what started it all from the studio and those shorts and then from Walt's folly of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then you get his creation of Disneyland. So I think it's a good time to transition into talking about some of the parks and some of those memories that really were our first uh, going into the parks. And I already mentioned mine, but it, it's just like really cool to go back and think about that first trip because um, I, I distinctly remember going on the Nautilus, which means that when we went to Castaway Key on our Disney cruise, I had to do the scuba diving adventure and I had to go see the Nautilus because I distinctly remember going into that ride and thinking it was the coolest thing ever to see the squid and to see, you know, all these little bubbles, uh, you know, it, it, it's just like, I'm sure that if you go, if you would replay that now, if you would have that attraction, that extinct attraction in Walt Disney World, it'd probably be one of those that you could walk on at this point because the attraction wouldn't necessarily have aged maybe the best over time. But as a kid, that wonder and that adventure are totally there in that attraction. And so I distinctly remember that. I remember being terrified of Snow White. Uh, that ride was very scary as a kid, right? Vanessa's agreeing with me. You're like telling me my first trip story. Continue. 
Okay. And then uh, my grandma in particular loved It's a Small World. So we went on It's a Small World several times. I do remember that. It's interesting though. I don't necessarily have such a huge fond memory for things like the food or um, the additional entertainment. It is more like I have blinks and bits and pieces of those rides. And then also the trip there, we did drive. uh, So that was an experience. I remember spilling the cooler in between my brother and I, because we were fighting and my grandpa was super mad about that. Um, And then also I remember stopping in Chattanooga. That was like our halfway point because my grandma wanted to see the trains and all of that. But, um, but yeah, it was, it's really cool to have those memories because we'll get into a memory I have here in a minute that I mentioned in our Walt Disney World Memories episode, but I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Vanessa, do you want to go next? Because we sure. had kind of similar experiences. And, and again, I don't know how old I was. I'm, I was trying to place it. I'm sure I could ask my mom, and I'm sure she would know. But I would say I was probably in like the five to seven range or four to seven range, somewhere in there. Yeah, so I was five. So it's it's interesting that we had the same takeaways when you went, because I remember those attractions as well. The only thing that I remember that you didn't mention was going through Mickey Mouse's house. I literally thought that was his house. And I was like, it's such a shame that he wasn't here today that I was, but I walked through his house anyway. That's so kind of him to allow us to walk through his house, even though he is not here. Uh, But I did remember, I remember meeting Minnie Mouse and getting my picture taken with her. But more than that, I just remember the excitement of getting to go. And and my parents took me, they didn't take my brothers. And my mom loves to tell the story about we started walking down Main Street. And I guess me and my dad, who had never, none of us had ever been, but my dad and I, our jaws were just dropped and we were staring at the castle. My mom looked over and it's like, here's her five-year-old with her jaw, jaw dropped. And then here's her husband with his jaw dropped. And she's like, close your mouths, you two. But yeah, it's such a, it was such a magical place. And, and I don't know if I remember tons and tons from that first experience. I, I You're bringing back memories, Craig, actually, because I do remember being like, we went under the ocean in a submarine. And by the way, Brett took me back to, he, when he took me to Disneyland, we rode the kind of equivalent, Disneyland equivalent. And it's not quite the same as when you're five years old and never been in this, a submarine before. Um, but it, so that's great that you're making me relive those memories. But I think the thing I remember the most is all through my childhood feeling this, um, uh, anxiousness to go back, like this super deep longing of, I just want to go back. I just want to be there. And I dream about it all the time through my childhood of just going back and being there. Um, and then later in life, you know, I think when you get into college or your teenage years, you kind of have other priorities, silly young Vanessa. But uh, in my adult life, I really got back into it. And when, when my dad passed, um, that was a, a great way to honor him was to get back into loving Disney, not really even intentionally, just something that happened. And now I'm so thankful that we kind of live in this age of YouTubers and vloggers because we can literally, like even this past weekend, I was feeling a little, oh, I wish there was something fun to do. I miss being there. And I just kind of relived memories by watching bloggers who are in the parks and getting to see their videos just makes me it really fills me with so much joy listening to Disney music I was listening to Disney music I was getting ready today 
Um, and oh, it just it just does something to your soul. You're like, oh, I just remember going to the parks. I love it so much. I feel so good. So that you know, that's that's kind of the memories that I kind of take with me on a on a day to day. Yeah, and you know, it, like they keep flooding back, right? And yeah. uh, I'm in a sim- very similar situation to you. Uh, I did always dream about it, and I do remember mentioning this on our Walt Disney Memories episode. So I will mention this again. But in uh, kindergarten, so I guess I must have went before kindergarten with my um, grandparents because in kindergarten I was a bubble boy. I had horrible asthma, so I was in uh, this like kind of big bubble area for like a couple of months during kindergarten. And I had this dream that I took with me all the way until my high school graduation that I went to Disney World with my parents. And uh, then talking about that trip when I was like 18 graduating, that's when my mom was like, nope, we never did that. Uh, so we kind of bits and pieces went back and I had, I, I knew that the lady on the airplane had given me crayons, uh, to keep me quiet. And I knew all these attractions that I had loved. And so that, I mean, really like those memories, they're so tangible, right? They're, it's that emotional connection that you get to something like this that certainly carry it over. And then not to keep hogging the, the time here, but I really enjoy, yeah, Brett's over there like, oh, Craig hogging the microphone. What's going on here? So the I, similar situation to you, Vanessa, uh, it really took going back with some friends to Walt Disney World as an adult that really reignited that love for me. And that actually happened, I think it was right around 2012, 2013. We actually celebrated the new year in Walt Disney World. So we left after we had this event called First Night Springfield that is like basically a fun celebration of New Year's Eve. And then we left, we flew out on New Year's Day, went to Walt Disney World, went there for a few days and just absolutely fell in love with it. And then over the course of the next several years, we went back and back and back with a lot of different friends. And then we took our son. And of course, we had that trip planned in 2020, but we are going to get back there very shortly, I'm sure. And then we're also going to get to Disneyland. And I know, Brett, maybe your experience might start at Walt's Park, right? How, do you, how did you know that? Yes. Well, how about first, that for a transition, that was, huh? Oh, nice. That was, right? that was a hang. I try. Okay. I try. I traveled with my parents cross country. It was a driving trip as well. And I remember when we, we had a hard time getting to Disneyland, um, we couldn't find it. Um, but I found the, the Matterhorn and I pointed that's the Matterhorn, so it must be somewhere around there. Anyway, so, but we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, and I mean, I remember it all because I have a very good memory. Um, but the things I will tell you about, um, riding the monorail, which I, you know, seen and on TV and all this, and there I was actually riding the monorail, and we ended up in in Tomorrowland and back, well, okay, I'll just do the voice one more time. Back then there was something called ticket books and it was A through E. Anyway, so um, so we went to the General Electric Carousel of Progress and it was free. So we went to, but so my first experience, and you all know this, but it's my first Disney attraction is the General Electric Carousel of Progress. And we did go on that a couple of times because, you know, it was free because we didn't have to use a ticket. But but I remember, I so remember uh, walking through Tomorrowland with my parents and looking up at my mom and saying, you know, it's a pinch me. Is this real? You know, because I mean, it was just an amazing experience. So that was my first memory at Disneyland. And we spent a couple of days there and 
and then, I mean, years later, I stayed at the Disneyland Hotel and I looked out the the window and it was like ex- almost the exact view. And it was kind of, it was a very good freak out. It was very fun. So, but yeah, the monorail and the General Electric Carousel of Progress. Mm-hmm. I remember and, exactly where I sat and everything. So, yeah. And you loved this so much that you then went on to become a cast member at Walt Disney World. But before we get there, I want to uh, talk to Tristan about his first experiences in the parks. Okay, so my situation is very different. I did not go to the parks for the first time until I was 30. Okay, I spent my 20s watching things and thank God that YouTube came about because then I could watch rides and I could watch documentaries and because. I had had a, a Walt Disney documentary on VHS, which I still have, and I would watch it constantly. And then YouTube happened, and I was like, oh my gosh, there's all kinds of content on there. And then now you can get content everywhere. But yeah, so I was 30, and it was a Disney Parks and Disney Cruise, like two weeks, you know, everything. And I was floored because I'd seen a lot of it, but not in person. And the first thing that I rode was Haunted Mansion. And that just blew my mind. I'd seen it, of course, but I had not seen it in live and in person. And uh, that was like the most perfect way, I think, to start. It was Haunted Mansion, then I went on Pirates. I was very deliberate on what I wanted to do in order. And um, so that first trip was without a tiny human. And then the second time was with a tiny human. And seeing the castle for the first time with my daughter was like the most life-changing thing ever. And like, she won't remember it, but like I will. And it was so important to like hold her on Main Street and look up at the castle, which she called Mickey's house um, at the time. And she still calls it that. And uh, so like, those are two very vivid memories. Um, And, you know, it wasn't forever ago because it was just seven years ago, you know? Um, And I wish I had some of those like childhood memories like that but uh, my daughter has been like four or five times and she's seven so she's doing pretty well for herself now <laughs> that's perfect parenting. that's perfect parenting. yes <laughs> yeah. so i do want to uh, as we begin to to wrap this up this has gone by this conversation has gone by incredibly quickly uh as we begin to wrap this up i do want to just ask a question the question is why why do we think that this company uh, has drawn us in personally or has so many millions of fans around the world, you know, when they make a policy or when they make a change, it isn't just theme park news or it isn't just uh, movie news. It is international news almost immediately. Their earnings calls are tracked by people from Wall Street to Main Street, that kind of a thing. You know, what? what is it about this company that we have fallen in love with? And I think that um, we should start there with Tristan. You know, what do you think it is about this company? I think it's two things. I think it's the magic in general. I think just across the board, but I think also it's the attention to detail. I think the films, the parks, um, the museum and Marceline, like there's just the attention to detail is unmatched across the board in any corporation. And you can see it on, in every aspect of the, their business model. And, you know, a lot of us take that model and use it where we are. Um, even in my theater, I use the right, it, it, the right scent in the, the Scentsy Warmers to make sure that it matches the show. You know, there's just little things that, that they do that everyone's kind of picked up on. And yeah, magic and details, man. That's, that's what they're all about. 
Yeah, just perfectly said there. But Brett, what would you add to that? Why why is it that we all love this company, this this thing? What do we why do we love Disney? I think it's um Disney makes you feel and um when you really kind of when you dissect or kind of do a deep dive into either films or whatever the experience or you know Disney parks you generally with uh, with people that you love or that you want to hang around with and so you it instills these deep memories and things that that stay with you absolutely forever and that's the same with watching films you know we always talking about watching films you know and the things that we remember um, it just makes us feel and it makes us feel good so of course we're going to go back for more and more and more and more and more and more and more vanessa you have anything to add i have like three things i'm gonna pull a brett okay about seven (laughs) thousand things right now okay so first of all the soundtrack i mean as soon as you walk into a disney property there is something playing in the background most of the time you don't even notice it but it does something to you when you have music kind of plain in theme to what you are doing so that's that's the first thing the second thing is is the storytelling there is so so good and i've i've noticed this because people will say to me oh well you like theme parks so you you'd like to go to this other park with um many flags that i will not mention um (laughs) or or this park from the universe and my problem with those well especially the one with many flags is that it's all about thrill it's all about making you feel like you might die which i don't like um and then there's very little storytelling and so yes some of the rides are that i love personally are slower their boat rides but the storytelling in them is just so good and people will say to me why why do you want to keep going back or it's so expensive i'm like listen i can go buy a bunch of tickets uh to see broadway shows all day Uh, well not really because they don't have really super early shows but let's say hypothetically if every broadway show would let me see a show every couple hours and that would fill my day that would cost me a fortune or I can go to Disney world and I can see uh, musicians. I can see singers. I can do a boat ride. I can see, have great food and see a castle show. There's, there's so much entertainment and the the night usually ends with fireworks. So to me, the value of that ticket is just, is so great. And it's, and like you said, Craig, there's just memories there that are going to last forever. So yeah, that's what keeps pull me back but i mean that soundtrack that's very smart that's it's clever i listen to I, I listen to it all the time you know i listen yeah. to it uh, online sorcerer radio or uh, radio d like all those different sites that you can go to you can find a bunch of playlists on spotify and like in particular i i always come back to the music of pandora as well because i love that for like just studying and focusing and and getting some things done. So, you know, it's just incredible. I absolutely agree that the soundtrack is there. I think it's something about, you know, you mentioned it at the beginning, Tristan, and to kind of come full circle, it's so much about Walt as well. Walt obviously had, uh, he was a human. He had some flaws. We've talked to some of the folks that had a chance to meet Walt uh, personally, but it's that ingenuity and imagination that he was able to bring to the world 
so many times when he was told no or that that wouldn't work, that he persevered through that. And I think that that spirit is what helps uh, us also feel a connection to some of that, like just that um, entrepreneurial spirit, that uh, spirit of wonder as well. Um, that quote, it's always fun to do the impossible. You know, like those are things that we always think of and associate with creativity and art. And you get a little bit of that in uh, Disney parks and certainly in Walt Disney as well. So just, I, th- I think that that, you know, you all summed it up so well. I can't uh, add too much more to that, but it is so great to have been able to talk to all of you about our love for Disney. This is one where I can definitely already see that I'll be coming back to this conversation. And speaking of coming back to conversations, Tristan, you're going to have to join us a bunch more. Absolutely. Oh Please my God. Do. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I, my girlfriend today was like, you have to relax. You cannot. And I was like, no, listen, this is so cool. Like this is the highlight of my whole week. Like you don't even <laughs> understand. Like I have been listening to you guys for so long. So the fact that I like, I'm talking to you guys like in real life, like sometimes Craig, when you like, will like something of mine, I'm like, Oh my God, he just liked like uh, you do like i'm a disney geek man and i this is one of my favorite podcasts so i i i'm thrilled it is so funny that you say that though and this is the god is honest truth so i knew you through the theater scene in the quad cities and you are you are downplaying what you are in the quad cities you're a big deal (laughs) in the theater scene so i remember when you first started following me on instagram and you would like like some of the things there, I'd be like, oh, Tristan, I like that guy a lot. Like, I, it's so cool that he's, so it's, it's really, uh, the feeling yeah. is very mutual. Um, oh, and, uh, you know, when you are promoting new things in the theater, uh, definitely keep us in the loop. And uh, we'd love to have you back on for any of that. Also in that Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals Facebook group, you definitely have to post some of your pictures from Marceline, maybe give yeah. us a tour of the, of the theater, whatever you want to do in there, Absolutely. because it's just so great to see you going out on this endeavor. And uh, we definitely do want to promote all of the theater again. So can you give us one more time what your uh, website is and how you can go sure. about getting tickets, especially if you are in the area for September 25th? Yeah, um, you can get everything at themockingbirdonmain.com and you can search us on socials, The Mockingbird on Main, right here in Davenport, Iowa. So yeah, I'd love to connect with as many of you as I can because we're all about creating magic here in our own way. That's perfect. Vanessa, any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Oh my goodness. No, I'm just so excited to meet Tristan and I'm really hoping we can meet Savannah sometime because I'd love to get her yes. perspective on your Marceline trip. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. And Brett, any final thoughts? Oh, well, yeah, well, I'm like going, well, it is so cool. The love that Savannah shows for you, that knowing that you want, well, that you're such a fan of, of Disney and that you always wanted to go to Marceline and she, and she made that possible. That is just, that is, that's a keeper. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, no, great and, parenting and, and you got a keeper. I think everything well, is working great in your world. And I'll tell you, you know, she also, we were coming home from Marceline. And we looked at each other and we're like, we need to go to Disney World. So we booked a trip two weeks later and like went to Disney World two weeks, like drove down and we're going back in March of next year too. But yeah, she's like so cool, man. She's the best. Yeah. Yeah, She's a Disney fan as well. Yeah. So we'll um, we'll definitely have her on uh, next time as well. Um, But again, it's been just a blast having you on. Uh, If you are brand new to the podcast, maybe you listened to our interview with Alan Menken and you're now uh, listening to us going forward. You can find us on all 
podcast platforms by going to Beyond the Mouse and searching for us there. You can also follow us on social media. We're Beyond the Mouse Pod on Instagram, Beyond Mouse on Twitter, and then also that Facebook page, Beyond the Mouse Podcast. But I most want to encourage you to join the Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals Facebook group because we do like to discuss and talk to everybody in that group as well. And tell us why you love Disney. What what is it about this company? What is it about the the films, the studio, the parks? What is it that draws you in and why do you love this company just as much as we do? I've loved this conversation. I am it kills me to end it, but I have to at some point. So, for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. I'm Brett. And hey, I'm Christine Higgs. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Maybe in the front row of Mockingbird on Main. You guys, I looked up the Beauty and the Beast puppets, like 20 bucks on eBay, and there's only four of them. There was no Lumiere, so (laughs) I I think we could get them. How do you do Cogsworth and not Lumiere?